ASM, how's it going? Uh, if you are new with us this week, you somehow stumbled upon our video, a friend invited you to come and watch this with them. Uh, my name is Curtis. I am one of the pastors here at ASM or Alderwood Student Ministry. Uh, if you're watching this video on your own, that's totally fine. Uh, what I'm gonna ask you to do though is grab a copy of God's Word. You can uh, look it up online or if you have a physical copy that you can pull out and have there with you so that you can actually follow along as we're teaching through uh, this passage. Uh, the intention for all of these videos is that you would use them in the context of your small group during our midweek gatherings on Zoom. So hopefully you have had your small group time, now you're gonna watch this as a uh, small group, and then you're gonna move into a time of discussion after the video is over. Thank you so much for gathering with us this week. Now let's hear what Wyatt has to say about our passage from this week. ASM, it's great to be with you, and I'm so excited to be able to finish our series Meant for Good with you right now, wherever you are. I know some of you are on Zoom, some of you are in the parking lot with us, which I'm so pumped that we can be doing that again. Uh, hey, wherever you are, grab your Bibles. We're in Genesis chapter 50, and we're going to close our series where we've been talking about this idea that God can bring good out of anything, right? Meant for good. Even the evil things in the world, even the sin, the brokenness, God has this amazing power and ability to bring good out of it. And the Joseph story teaches us that. Uh, this whole series theme, it comes from this last chapter, Genesis chapter 50, that we're going to be in together as you've already recapped the story and looked at our key passage. Uh, it's this amazing idea that you can see the way God works even through the brokenness of the world. We know that God can bring good even out of evil. Uh, one of the things I love about this story, about this concept, is that it shows that we can trust God because he has the power to bring good out of anything. We live in a world where God has total control. And that radical idea, it's not the idea that most people walk around the streets with, right? I mean, most people walk around the streets thinking that maybe the fate of the world is in our hands as humanity, that we have to be careful how we handle things because we could mess up the whole thing and it could all burn down. And while we do have responsibility on God's behalf, God is in control and we can trust him. And Joseph's life proves that. I mean, think about where we've been at in the story so far. Okay, Joseph, he was, uh, you know, kidnapped by his brothers. They thought about killing him. They threw him into a pit. They sold him into slavery. He was taken to Egypt where he was falsely accused of rape, thrown into prison, forgotten about by the people he helped. All, I mean, all these terrible things. And yet, think about the good in this story that God has already brought about. Even through this terrible circumstance, Joseph has been given a high rank in Egypt. He's been given power and the ability to make change for good. Right? He's been given wealth. Uh, he, he's been put in a spot where he can represent God to the Egyptians. The Egyptians who don't know God at all, like they, they, they believe in all these kinds of gods, and none of them are the God of the Bible, the true God. And, and Joseph now is in this spot where he can give God credit for what's going on, and we see him do that. We see him say, look, I can't interpret dreams, but God can. Uh, that's what's something that God brought out of this. Uh, we, we see in this story that God has given him the ability to forgive his brothers and restore that relationship. That's incredible. Uh, God just brings good out of everything. He, we, we see that he saves millions of people's lives in this story through Joseph's life. Uh, God's working for the good, not only of Joseph and his family, but for the nations in this story. 
You see that God uh, saves the lives of Joseph's family, and it's in the in the biblical story. It's even bigger than that, right? Like we've been following from the very beginning of the Bible, God's promised to send His seed, His promised one, to crush the head of the serpent and to restore all things. From our vantage point, we know that that's Jesus, and we've been following this story, and we see that it's actually through Joseph's life and through some of the terrible things that happened to him that God preserves the line that Jesus will come through, right? Judah is one of Joseph's brothers and Judah is only alive because Joseph is where God has him to provide food and to get this whole nation through this famine. God is working for good through Joseph's life. Um, I mean, think about just the whole rest of the Bible, all of it. Uh, I mean, the, the Jews end up in Egypt. They get delivered. We have Moses, the Ten Commandments, the prophets. I mean, all of this, everything that God does, Jesus, the apostles, the church, it all comes through the life of Joseph. It's because Joseph was where he was in Egypt with the power that God gave him and the dreams and the ability to prepare for this famine that God maintains this beautiful story of restoring the world that he is doing. It all happens through Joseph's life. And we see this amazing ability that God has to bring good out of brokenness. This idea that we're looking at in this story, it, it teaches us something about God. It teaches us that God is sovereign. That's a fancy theological term. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't. Uh, people like to debate about what God's sovereignty means. Does it mean he controls every minute thing in the world? Or does it mean that he just has some amount of power? Does he defer to human will? Does he not? All this stuff. Here, here's the thing. We're not going to debate that right now. Here's what I want you to understand about God's sovereignty. It means that God does whatever God wants. That word sovereignty, it comes from the word sovereign, right? Which is a synonym for a king or a queen, a monarch, the person in the government who answers to no one, who does whatever they please. It's that word that we describe God's power with to say he does not depend on anyone else's will to accomplish what he's going to accomplish. He does whatever he pleases. Check out this verse in Psalm 115 that describes this perfectly. Psalm 115 verse three, it says this, our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him, right? That's God. He does whatever he wants. He's sovereign. And that means that even when other people rebel, when other people have evil intentions, when we look at the brokenness of the world around us, the nations raging against each other, coronavirus, uh, racism, I mean, you name it, anything in this world, none of that constrains God. He is able to accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish. And that's what the story of Joseph has been about. Uh, I want you to just think about the amazing aspect of this story that God actually accomplishes all this good, not just despite the fact that people rebelled against him, Joseph's brothers in particular, but actually through it, right? So it's not just that people, you know, fought against God's will, but he was able to overcome them. He actually, in his God ninja way, used their rebellion to be the means by which he accomplished what he was going to accomplish, right? Or track with me. Remember back to the very first chapter where this all starts. It starts where God gives a dream to Joseph and he says, hey, look, Joseph, you're going to rule over your brothers. They're going to bow down to you. Even though you're younger, they're going to bow to you. And Joseph, a little arrogant kid, goes and tells his brothers that. And so through Joseph, 
God is revealing to Joseph's brothers that they are going to bow down to him. That's God's will. He says, I'm going to bring this about. You're going to bow down to Joseph. Okay, and Joseph's brothers, what's their response? Is it like, yes, God, whatever you say, our lives are yours, use us however you want. You know, like, we're just excited to be your people. Of course not, right? No, they, they rebel. They're like, yeah, you, you think Joseph is going to rule over us? Well, check this out. We're going to kill him and let's see him rule over us when he's dead, right? They, they hate God's plan. They do everything they can to reject God's will. And yet it is that very act. It's the fact that they sold him into slavery in Egypt that actually ends up bringing about the story that the completion of what God said was going to happen, right? It's Joseph in power in Egypt because he got sold there where they have to come to him and beg for food. And Joseph says, yes, I will be benevolent to you as they're bowing at his feet. God actually uses their rebellion as the means that he accomplishes his will. God is amazing, you guys. He, he can do whatever he wants, and it's true in your life too. What is hopeless in your world right now? Uh, as followers of Jesus, we need to recognize that there is no situation that is truly hopeless because God has power to bring good out of anything. No matter how dark the world seems, right? no matter how dark your life is right now, no matter what struggles you're going through, it's not that those things are good, but it's that those things cannot limit God's ability to bring good about in your life. And it may not be the good that you want, right? It may not be the thing that you've set your heart on, but it's that if we believe that God truly is in control, that he really is powerful, then we have to believe that he's able to work through even the worst situations to work for our good. And maybe that good is perseverance. Maybe that good is, is faith in Jesus. Maybe that good is recognizing the things that really matter in this world because the things that you've been putting your hope in are being taken away. Right? The good that God brings about is not always the good that we want, but it is good. And if we believe in God's power, it means that we believe that we can trust him to do that. So what feels hopeless to you when you look at our world right now? You know, maybe it's this coronavirus thing is just really getting you down. I mean, maybe the fact that you've been in quarantine, the fact that it's not sure what school is going to look like in the fall, maybe it's the fact that, uh, you know, you just haven't been able to see people. You haven't been able to do the things you want to do. And you've been following the phase guidelines and things keep going back and forth. And you're just like, I, man, this world is just not the world I want to live in right now. Maybe that's what's hopeless. Maybe it's your family. Maybe things aren't good at home. You know, maybe your relationship with your parents is not good. Maybe your relationship with your siblings is not good. And you look at that family and you just go, this is hopeless. How is this ever going to be restored? What good could possibly come from this? Maybe it's your friendships. Maybe there's these relationships in your life that have at one point been so good, but right now are so broken. And you look at this and you just go, how can any good come from this right now? Maybe it's your own soul. Maybe it's your own life. You look at the way that you've been living and acting and the way that you have fallen short and you go, man, I am not the kind of person that I want to be. I'm not the kind of person that I want others to see me as. And you look at your own heart and you go, this is hopeless. And I just want you to know that's the beginning of the gospel, right? I mean, no, following Jesus begins with recognizing that we are hopeless apart from God that our sin, our brokenness, it is deeper than we ever imagined and we cannot fix it. And it's because of Jesus, because of the power of God that we have hope, not because of anything in us. But whether it's yourself, whether it's the world, whether it's the relationships around you, what we see in the life of Joseph and what we wanna take away from this book is that God is powerful enough to bring good out of anything. And as followers of Jesus, we can trust him 
to do that. As we think about this ability that God has to bring good out of evil, one of the stories that came to mind this week that we just want you to hear is the story of our friend Messina from Albania. Some of you have been there, you know her. Her life tells the story of God's amazing ability to bring good out of even the worst situations. I want you to hear from her, let's check it out. Hello, Alderwood. My name is Messina, I'm 22 years old. I'm originally from Pogradit, and I'm currently serving in full-time ministry in Tirana. I was saved in 2014, um, which was where, uh, when I heard about the gospel for the first time in a very personal level, and it was just so powerful. It was so powerful because of um, the circumstances that I was in um, in my life. And let me give you a little bit of background information. I have uh, I've been raised in a very poor family. We never really had a place to call home. so. We were always moving around from an apartment to the other. My dad has been constantly fighting with alcohol and it's always been a battle that um, he was the one to lose. And besides alcohol, there was depression and um, just so many uh, struggles that made my, my childhood and my teenage years uh, very hard, but also the situation for my family very hard. Um, what was particularly challenging for me was the fact that I was my dad's weak point, so because of that I have constantly felt the responsibility to be taking care of them. And um, on my 14th birthday when I go home I, uh, I, find, that, I find out that my dad had lost his job. And this was devastating to me and it was devastating to my family because he was the only one that had a stable income and uh, even though me and my mom were um, here and there working, I've had to work since nine, nine years old, still my dad was the one that um, got, uh, let's say, the primary income. Um, and so him losing that job caused not only us to be struggling financially to the extent that we had no food on our tables and there were days when we had nothing to eat, but also it, it, it brought a lot of tension between my parents and a lot of fights and a lot of uh, struggles and looking back all the accumulated pain throughout the years um, and all the all the hardships um, caused me to end up at this point where I hated myself and I hated who I was I hated the fact that I could not help my family and there was nothing I could do uh, for them so this is why for three years I have tried to commit suicide and it was very three, uh, three very dark years of my life and it was exactly then um, that I heard about the gospel and I heard about God's love and forgiveness and it is what really touched my heart. Um, I can look back at it now and even though um, throughout my life in my childhood and teenage years I couldn't quite understand why things were happening in, in that way and why was it so hard for my family, what, I had, what had I done to deserve such uh, bad things happening, but now I see that because of those things, um, God has shaped me into who I am today. He touched my heart. He has used my testimony for His glory, and He has um, used me to to um, bring the good news to many people. And so um, I can see now how those hardships and those problems have caused God to receive the glory, and how He has worked in my life, I always has worked in my family's life and how today I am a transformed uh, person because of, of His grace. 
what a story about the way that God can work for good. Uh, hey, as we head to small groups right now, it's time for you to think about your life. I want you to be honest. What are the things going on right now that just feel like it's impossible for any good to come from them? And what does it look like to have faith that God can work for good even in those things? ASM, we love you. Thanks for being with us. We will see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.